name of that band is the Teskey Brothers. It's called So Caught Up. I was going to say, if you get too caught up on somebody, just change channel or something. This Live 95, 4 o'clock on a Thursday, 75 degrees outside now. And, of course, this morning we were live down at Wallace State Community College as they were uh, parading 8th graders through to determine what kind of career they'd like to have uh, in the future of their lives. And that was a fun time, had by all. Uh, we were there, we recorded the whole thing, so if you'd like to listen to uh, how that went with all the interviews, all the music and everything, we're re-airing that now for about a week on our app that's on Alt Channel 4, lots of Facebook Live videos on our website as well, so we enjoyed doing that, enjoyed meeting all of your sons and daughters in the 8th grade, not just across from Coleman County, but pretty much across North Alabama. So uh, once again, this is Coleman's Live 95, 4 o'clock, time now for The Elephant in the room. Well, the first elephant in the room is, Richard, did you believe that they would have a program like that without having us down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, only have between us about 50 years experience in oh, that area. Oh, jeez, yeah. Well, but that's that's not always what people are looking for. Yeah, I don't think y'all drive heavy machinery. I don't know if you uh, weld things. Uh, well, I ran a welding shop for a while. I've got to admit, it, it was kind of fun. I mean, because basically we were just there to interview and try to, you know, convince kids to talk on the radio, see what it was like. I'd tell them, right now, you got the largest voice in Coleman County. And they'd tell us what they want to do, you know, in the future. It was fun. You know, we're going to have yeah, a couple of, was. Yeah. couple of welders coming up, for I, sure. I, I do some work with a job, uh, I guess, location. And sometimes it's like, honey... You got an IQ of 78 and you want to be an accountant? It's not going to happen. <laughs> not in this life. No. I mean, no. I guess it could happen if they get everything down to a level where anybody can do it. Can you get it that low? I don't I, think so. It'll be, you know, be careful before they replace you with a machine. So. Well, now, yeah. that's more likely to happen. <laughs> hey, hey that, that's happening because a lot of accountants in the lower level are being replaced because they can run everything they do through Square, and at the end of the day, you'll tell them everything they sold and what it was by code and all of that, and at the end of the month, it does everything, and if you put the percentages in, it'll figure your sales tax for you. You know, long time ago in a land far, far away, I took this college course called accounting. Me too. In fact, it was at Wallace State <laughs> College, and they taught me these things called account numbers. I've been working in QuickBooks for 20 years. I ain't ever seen an account number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but back I know when, what the concept is, but, you know. Yeah, but when you started programming computers, if you were in Fortran, what, four, what, five, you had to use numbers because they hadn't taught it to read yet. Okay, and see, that's already past my computer experience. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nodding anyway. my head up and down, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. that's true. Taught me C++. <laughs> we, uh, we did a show week before last on controlling the narrative. We did. And we figured out we weren't the one doing it. That uh, No, we're not. In fact, <laughs> um, in fact there are roughly two voices that try their best to control the narrative. Yep. We talked about that at lunch, didn't we? We did. Yep, down at that place where we eat. 
Which, if they would give us free food, we'd tell you. Who yeah. was. <laughs> you go by there and tell them to give us free food. What day do you want, Jay? I'm thinking that next week we're just going to move the show to lunch, and uh, yeah. we'll, just, we'll mic y'all while you're eating. Yeah. In, anyway, lots, lots of commercial breaks uh, and bites in between. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'd have to be if it's lunch. my burger looks good. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so the two voices. Yes, and they are roughly titled the Republicans and the Democrats. Yep. Now, we were we decided we were going to actually cut that down to just one part of that. Yeah. Today, and that's the border problems. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about one side or the other? Well, hang on, hang on. It's very interesting that y'all mentioned the two voices because they all get their computerized instructions of exactly what to say every morning. For example, today the Democratic talking point narrative is, um, my brain took a moment. <laughs> Mine does that way too often. We're going to lose our democracy. We're not a democracy. You can't lose what you ain't got. We is a a republic. republic. I heard another talking head, um, because, you know, we didn't have talk radio on here at 2 o'clock. And I was driving home from Wallace State. And he said, you might as well just change that word democracy to us. We're going to lose us. (laughs) the democratic side. Uh, Translation: not, Our jobs. Not sure. I disagree well, with that from yeah. from either of their standpoints. And, and maybe that's the best thing. And that may be why they're so strident in their could be, and, and you know, so adamant. Fear sells. They're trying to convince everybody to be fearful. Go vote. You lose your democracy. Oh my god. Well, that goes back to the other uh, another part of their narrative, which has to do with the January sixth. Uh, uprising, yeah, and and the way they have tried to focus the story on how that was an attack on democracy. Yeah, I'm sorry. You mean someone's still talking about that? Uh, oh yeah, they, they that that is the ace that they keep trying to bring out, but it keeps getting shoved up their sleeve. And and the latest couple of shove up the sleeves were by people on the Supreme Court who were appointed by Democratic presidents right. who said, no, 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 y'all don't need those records. I mean, if I really want to play mind games with this, I would think January 6th has something to do with Joe Biden's ice cream day. <laughs> that's oh, you, every day. Oh, you getting mean now. I'm trying <laughs> Well, anyway, that's still not exactly what we were here to talk about. It's not even close, but it was And I know I'm going way out on a limb because everyone in the Republican field seems to be already doing the dance and celebrating. I'm not so sure. I mean, look, I haven't believed polls in 12 years. And that's why you don't believe polls. Because if you can make one side feel like, oh, it's a shoe-in, and they don't go to the polls, then the other side, which is saying, oh, we're going to lose, is going to win. The fat lady ain't sung yet. My vote ain't going to count. I ain't got to go vote. (laughs) Well, I've got other things. A couple of million people have that feeling. Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Did you realize for the the sake of one vote, we're speaking English instead of German? No, I didn't realize that. But I do know far fewer than half the people who could vote in the United States do vote. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Can you believe that? About to be arrested. Half. 
<laughs> well, we keep going the way we are. They may be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they voted on on what language the newly formed United States should speak. And I think it was half of them plus one voted for English. Half of them minus one voted for German. One mm-hmm. vote. So if you think your vote doesn't count, just remember that. Hadn't it been for that one vote, oh, you'd yeah. been speaking German. But back to the border. Well, we got to get to the border, don't we? Yeah, how we go back to it, we don't get there. And and there's there's points there that uh, I don't think are being considered. And the points are that the narratives on each side are totally black and white. Black and white. Our side is right, the other You're side wrong. is wrong, and there is no other choice. True. And that's what we spent so much of lunch talking about. Yeah. And if you have opinions, and they are (laughs) (laughs) relevant to the conversation, (laughs) relevant to the conversation, and charitable to our ears, gosh, we'd like to hear them. This is a call-in show now. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five, just like your frequency. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to remember that. Yeah. Seven three seven nine five one five nine five zero five nine five zero five. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. O like the dot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most okay. of us can remember seven three seven, and a lot of us can remember two five six. So there you go. Two five one. <laughs> but, but the I know one too many numbers for you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, if you're looking at trying to determine the the efficacy of utilizing alien labor to help the economy, I'm not sure that's a good argument. Well, it depends on, you know, there are two sides. And actually, there's a lot more than two sides. Oh, yeah. The one is that uh, we should allow any and everybody who wants to come in from our borders to the south anytime they want to and we should welcome them help them get set up pay for their uh, hospitalization etc and not worry about it and the other side is stating oh these people are taking American jobs they're you know they're stealing they're uh, drug trafficking they're sick you know there's no health screening Uh, there's 5 million or more a year coming in that we don't know for sure and there's all these people not just from South America but from all over the world coming in there and I think we we should not look at it as how we going to keep them out we should look at it as who are we going to keep out Sometime around 1991 or two, there were a couple of young psychiatrists came into Cullman, Scott Joseph, one of them, Sean, and I can't remember Sean's last name, but I was having lunch with Scott one day, and he said, well, Sean's gone. Okay, where'd he go? He said, well, he got all of his paperwork together, and he got approved, and he gone to New Zealand. <laughs> Now, here's a, a psychiatrist, medical doctor, psychiatrist, and he jumped through all the hoops and checked all the boxes, and he got in, and now he's in New Zealand, as far as I know, still practicing psychiatry. 
they didn't look at who they could keep out. They looked at who they could let in based on certain parameters. But also think about New Zealand is an island, or yeah. two islands. Mm-hmm. But those two islands have secure borders. Yeah, you don't just go there, do you? No, you don't just walk across and say, hey, but hey, y'all, I'm here. But we're a big old island, aren't we? No, actually, well... No, if we're attached to um, Asia, I think, by ice anyway. <laughs> but well, look at it this way. What other countries in the world have open borders? Well, we know Mexico doesn't. Right. And I would suggest that there may be two or three, but I don't know which ones they are, and they may not know. But the rest of them are, are, I mean, they have the army shooting people. Mm-hmm. That, that Not shooting at people, be, no. shooting people. So uh, most people feel that their borders need to be protected. But at the same time, are all these people that are illegal coming in and taking jobs from, uh, you know, Americans? No. No. <clears throat> In fact, if you want a construction job done correctly, um, or you want somebody to work at the processing plant. Or you want your potatoes picked up. Yeah, or, or any of the farm jobs. Any agricultural job, yep. Then you are real in virtually every case, not all, but 90 plus percent of the time, you're looking at Hispanics that mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Now, are they competent? Well, just look, you know, our food well, is not, not brain that surgeons. expensive. Well, no, and they didn't claim to be no, either. But they can pick up potatoes and they can shake apples out of a tree and take grapes off a vine. Right. So, you know, the idea that these are, are a threat just by being here is not necessarily a valid point. No, a threat to what? Now, do they drain on our social services budget? Well, actually, a lot of them do. I shouldn't say a lot. A number of them do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I work with DHR as a subcontractor, uh, it included kids that were in Hispanic households. But aren't there a lot of them that, that maybe have lifelong or life-ending diseases that are scared to go to the doctor because they're illegal? Oh, sure. And they also don't have health insurance. True. Um, and that's one of those things that, you know, on the Democrat side, they think we should provide that to any and everybody who is in the United States. Because it's the humane thing to do. And. You know, I have a little trouble with that. I, no, y'all, your your talking points are out of date. It's a God given right. Uh, no, yeah, it's not. I've heard, I've heard that, but Paul said, you know, man should work for his keep. Well, and that's one of the things about Hispanics is, with well, I won't say without doubt or without any exception, mm-hmm. uh, most of the ones that I have met or you know seen on the job work. They do what they they're do. asked to, and it's amazing. But uh, so anyway, I don't think that's a, a really a valid point that they're taking jobs from America. I, I don't, I don't think they're taking jobs from Americans that Americans would do. 
but guys, they, all you have to do is open the borders wide open. All them guys will flood in here, and then we won't have a problem getting people jobs. All the help water signs will be gone. It'll be great. Well, and see, that is one of the one of the arguments for oh, allowing yeah. more people in. But see, that's the question. It's not a question of letting everybody in or letting nobody in. There is a a good reason to have middle ground. But we can't do that without knowing and and going through the people yeah. who want to come in. Absolutely. Which so, means secure borders. There was a time not too long ago where if you had a pickup truck, you could go through a certain parking lot in Coleman and pick you up some day laborers. Yep. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, you could drop them back off. Yep. And give them a couple of greenbacks. Yep. The million dollars, not yep. what else you're thinking. And this was an accepted practice until everything changed. Now, well, it used to be that way in Birmingham too. Oh yeah, Finley Avenue. I mean, man, yeah, I used to drive through there on occasion. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we have to weigh this with getting the job done, and we also have to weigh it with with the extent to which we're willing to forego certain services and certain products if we don't have. I hate to call them illegal labor, but okay, illegal labor doing it. Well, I'm going to say that I went without uh, Diet Sundrop and Diet Grape Coat way too long, and I have noticed that they have now returned to the shelves, so praise the Lord. It's probably, <laughs> probably not the product and service you were thinking of, but... Um, not It didn't come to my mind, Jay. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, no, okay, but, but here's, here's another aspect, and that is... If we have open borders, then these human trafficking, what do they call them, coyotes? Coyotes. Uh, would have open season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- that is pretty problematic in and of itself. They would be bringing uh, underage females primarily into the country for immoral and illegal purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still wonder to this day if we didn't have a media outlet such as Fox News, if we would ever learn about the humongous tractor trailer that was full of those that broke down in Texas. Oh, the one that had, how many was it? 23 or something or more that died? 23, 24, somewhere in that neighborhood. That was, and see. And they just basically were cooked. Yeah. And that's the. That's one of the arguments about an open border versus not open border. Yeah, but if if you have an open border, they're going to overrun you, and even even then, uh, you, you've got to control it. You've got to well, control it. Well, but what it. about other problems that that come with um, undocumented aliens? You know, when um, what was the island in New York Harbor? that had the Statue of Liberty. Ellis. Yeah. You know what its original purpose was? It check wasn't big ju- It wasn't just to get everybody's name and a check mark by it. It was to screen them for communicable diseases. Mm-hmm. What kind of screening gets done of these people five million plus that come across that came across last year? And and the five million is somebody's estimate we don't really right. know 
and that's scary. Well, and how do you get that when, and and this is pretty well stated that these people are then bused or taken, flown to all over the United States, and they're not kept up with. So, what what kind of um, problem with disease could we have from that? Well, let's let's be charitable and say that ten percent of them have a communicable deathly disease. Well, tuberculosis is one of them. So that's what five hundred thousand. It's pretty large, yeah. But then, what about some unusual diseases like Ebola? Now, mm-hmm. if that it is extremely uh, communicable, but because it kills the patient within so many so few days, uh, it really can't get started. But suppose it, a strain developed that was less destructive immediately, but but had the same you know, 98% death rate mm-hmm. and came in, like we were saying. We don't know if something like that would happen. And, and, and what if another 10% were mules? Bringing well, those drugs. Bringing those drugs. I have heard that there have been at least two seizures this year that supposedly, I don't know, it was, you know, one of those blown up things, but supposedly enough to overdose everybody in the United States. It didn't take much fentanyl. It does not no, take it's much. Stronger. Me and you have been involved in enough of those cases that right. it's unbelievable. Now, yeah. well, now, and think about it. How many Americans died from fentanyl overdoses last year? I had heard that it was roughly a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people. But that's just the the how tip many, of it. How many thousand did COVID kill? <laughs> well, it was a lot more than that. It was closer to half a million or more. I I, I won't even try to say. Well, it. we'll debate that number at some. But how yeah, many? I, I heard one source say that that fentanyl was the number one killer of the the young people now. Yeah, right. I can believe and it. well, and here's another problem that's associated. How many of those that it didn't kill are firmly and probably lifetime addicted to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and that's that's the part that that it's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, you, you can kill the people in a high rise with the fentanyl on the head of a straight pen. Well, I'm not sure it's quite that strong. It is supposed to be about 50 times as strong as uh, morphine. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't have a, a habit or if you don't use morphine a lot, uh, it wouldn't cause, you know, take much to overdose it. You'd be gone. Okay, so what other things? Oh, you know, there were, now this was, comes from Fox Business. I saw this one day. They were talking about the uh, the people that had been caught coming over. They were people, individuals from 45 different countries. So it wasn't just from South and Central America. That's amazing. And right. And how many of them are actually trying to infiltrate the United States? So everybody that's in favor of just having an open border, give us your address, and we'll channel these people to you. 
Well, I'm not going to go that far. But I, I do think we need to look at, at having a secure border and then looking at, well, how many people should we or can we let in and make sure that they have what they need and the country has what it needs for this to be a successful thing for both parties. Well, guys, here's a, here's something to chew on as we go to a commercial break. Um, the Peanut Gallery online has said if they get rid of cartels in Central America, I bet it would half the immigration issue. That's a good point. Think yeah. about that. If you have uh, comments you'd like to add, our phone line is open. I said phone line, so not all of you call at once. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five. More of the elephant in the room here in just a moment on Coleman's Live ninety five point five. If you need to get a load to Coleman or send a load out of town, you need McDonald Logistics. Whatever the freight, McDonald Logistics can get it there safe and on time. For hot shots, think McDonald Logistics. McDonald Logistics is always looking for owner-operators. You pick your trips and time on the road. McDonald Logistics, keeping America rolling, one load at a time. McDonald Logistics, 256-507-0703. McDonald Logistics. Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95, is your home for Friday Night Live. Nobody covers more high school football in Coleman County than Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95. Go to your favorite app store and download the Coleman's Live 95.5 app. Then select the channel of the game you want to hear. The road to the state championship begins this week here at Vinemont at Lauderdale County, Gunnersville at Fairview or Good Hope at Dora. Coleman County High School Football on Coleman's Own Live 95. The road to the state championship on the Coleman County Sports Network. Powered by Coleman Community Radio. Coleman's Live 95 is brought to you in part by K&K Logging, McDonald Logistics, Merchants Bank, Tisha Brewer State Farm, Sound Mine TMS, Gateway Mortgage, Guthrie's Auto Service, Coleman Electric Co-op, Eva Bank, Cyber Broadband, Odin's Auto Glass, Zaxby's, and the Warhurst team at Hagamore Realty Group. Friday Night Live on Coleman Community Radio. Powered by Coleman's Live 95. So welcome back to the elephant in the room. I uh, got a caller on the line. This is Danielle. Many of y'all uh, remember hearing Danielle here on Live 95. And uh, she'd like to talk a little bit about the border. Go, Danielle. Please. Are you still with us? She may not be there anymore, guys. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Danielle, call back in. We really do want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Okay. Might be something wrong in here, but I don't think so. All right, go ahead. Okay, well... What about, uh, oh, what about other sources of aliens, illegal aliens? Yeah, they're not all coming from Mexico. No, and they're not all uneducated and, no. you know, just fleeing their country. And if you go to UAB and you go through any part of the hospital that's medically connected, you'll know they're not all uneducated, <laughs> or we better hope they're not uneducated. Well, okay, so what we're really talking about is people that have have gotten, for one reason or another, had a, a student visa or a work visa, something like that, and overstayed 
the dates on that mm-hmm. visa. Or converted it to a, or what would you call it, a residential visa? Well, or apply for a green card. But see, once you've applied for that green card and gotten it, you're mm-hmm. no longer an illegal alien. Right. So what we're <laughs> really talking about is primarily uh, foreign students that stay after they finish their degree and and or drop out of school and go to work because yeah. they're no longer uh, meeting the criteria for their visa. So there are advantages to bringing them in legally. There are. Um, in fact, we do it a lot. If you'll look around, most of the physicians that you see see their names are a lot of, I shouldn't say most of, a lot of them are from overseas. They're right. from other countries. They're on the billboards around Coleman. And I'll tell you this, a lot of them are very well educated and highly competent people. That's This is not to put anybody down about True. it. This is just to say this is a, you know the way it is. But they still need to check in. And that's right. And we need to control the number of all kinds of, of aliens. Um, in fact, you know, there have been some instances where Chinese students were working in uh, laboratories, and it just so happens that the particular data that was showed up later in China uh, may have come from those same people. All right, let's see if we have Danielle again, I think. <laughs> Nope. No. Okay. Well, she was there again. <laughs> Keep trying, Daniel. <laughs> Maybe if you called her. That might work. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. So there is more than one side to that whole question. And there's yeah. more than two sides. You know, at what point, how many aliens should we allow into the country every year? And what kind of background and what kind of uh, um, education should they have? And let me give you another scary thought. Right, we're going to try a third time's charm here. Uh-huh. All right, you there this time? Hey, Jay, it's Danielle. Put okay. me on the air, please. You're on the air. Hey, Danielle. Thank you. Hey, darling, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Who am I speaking with? Howard Rogers. <laughs> and, huh? Richard, and Richard Morris. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Danielle from a secular show, Understanding the Law, and my Thursday night rotation. So, you guys are talking about the borders being open. I'm 47 years old. The border has been open one time in my life, and that's now. So, you're talking about... um, the Haitians and the uh, Mexican Spanish population that is crossing the border, correct? And Indians and it well and and Venezuelans and South Americans uh, and people. So, so, so how is uh, Venezuelan and uh, South America coming into play? Well, they're coming through Mexico. They uh-huh. are they are seeking asylum from their. Uh, respective governments. So if we, as uh, I'm a white Caucasian female of uh, in my 40s, 
if I was to cross the border into Mexico, would I be privileged the same exact um, no opportunity in Mexico as I am in the United States? No, but here's the thing. Now, I went to Mexico in, when I was in high school, and that is a long time ago. Yeah. We did not have to show. Uh, no, whoa, whoa, let's, let's see how, how long. Well, that was 1967. Oh, holy moly. So you're 50. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, we didn't have to show a, a, any ID to get into Mexico. However, to get back into the United States, we were supposed to show proof of citizenship. So we had to have papers of some kind with us, and we had our passports. But and to cross uh, and to cross the border as a U.S. citizen, right? We have to have all of our vaccines uh, of COVID, yep. even to travel abroad. So my question to you is. Uh, Trump was in office, and he said, let's build the wall. And he built the wall, or he wanted to continue and funded building the wall. Him and Reagan are the only two presidents in my 47 years of being alive. I have voted since I was 18. I'm diehard Republican because it represents the Lord. Because Democrats doesn't represent the Lord. They're so far out there, they take the Word of God and dissect it to whatever they want it to be. And same-sex marriage and et cetera and et cetera is acceptable. Well, according to the Lord, that is not acceptable. And my, my concern is the truck drivers that are out there with just a few days of diesel to be able to move our products that move in our store, what's exported and imported, and distributed through the United States of America. I have a friend who drives a truck. He's only allowed to get 50 gallons, which is 500 gallons of fuel in his tanker every day. And he does short haul from Warrior to Columbus, Mississippi. But yet he has to stop two times throughout the day to complete that process. Right. And so my my question is, as an American citizen and a young lady that is part of the Republican Women's Party, is why is it that Biden feels like it is acceptable to open up the border, allow these people into our country? I'm a white girl, and I can't get a scholarship. I can't get funding for school. I have to pay it out of my pocket. But if my skin was brown, and I'm not a bit racist because my family is very blended from north to south Florida, all I'm saying is, is if my skin was a different color, then I wouldn't have to pay for college. And I'm trying to understand how it is that you open up our border, sir, but yet you're not mandating that border. And me, as a Caucasian American girl, cannot, I'm single, I have two grown kids, two grandbabies, and I can't get funding for school. How fair is that to me as an American citizen? Could you please elaborate? <laughs> There's a lot there, Danielle. Uh, oh, well, and, in I'm terms just keeping it real, <laughs> I know, in terms of if you had student loans... You could probably get those student uh, student loans. I got, I got yeah. scholarships to school, so that puts me out of student loans. Right, right. Not, I know, and, one, and not, not one, but four. I got four scholarships to college, and the bottom line is, is the federal government didn't offer me to have childcare as a single mom. 
They didn't offer to pay my child support. They didn't offer to supplement my food and my income so I could attend school and have a further education to be able to support my children. So my question to you is, how is that acceptable for me as a white 47-year-old Caucasian who has done nothing but pay her taxes, voted every poll, and be acceptable in this environment, but you take a Spanish girl or a Spanish guy who crosses the border because you've opened the borders and you allow them to get food stamps. You allow to get them uh, child assistance. You allow them to get uh, federal funding. You allow them to get everything that I, as American citizen who pays my taxes, does not get. i got to jump in here for a second. I'm going to offend some people okay. in what, what I'm going to say. But some of those requests you just made were not Republican requests. They sounded awfully Democratic to me. You want child support, you want or uh, child care, and, and some of those, those are government services. Okay, no, I'm me, just saying, why are they not offered to me, Jay? Let me, why? Let me throw something in here that may or may not surprise a lot of you. Welcome okay, to socialism under which we have been living for years. Right. And And... You know, we used to talk about creeping socialism. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it quit creeping, and it's walking amongst us. Yeah, I, I don't know why anybody's surprised. This is this has not been a gradual thing. started out that way. When you started paying taxes, and, and when I pay my taxes so somebody that doesn't want to work can get money. I started, I started, I started paying taxes at 15 in this country. I'm 47, but, yeah, I'm not... Except, Jay, you asked that, understanding the law. With Melvin, uh, with Josh, with Blake, all I'm saying is is that I have a mandatory thing in place where I'm supposed to receive $256 a month for two children. And, you know, the statute of limitation doesn't run out. They're 24 and 21, but yet I've not been paid a dime. And I've already raised those children. I've already put those children through college. I've already sacrificed all of those things. But according to the federal government, I'm not obligated to receive my child support that $256 for two children really did. But yet, these Spanish people, uh, Portugal, what, you know, a hybrid, whatever they are, cross the border and they have more rights as a U.S. citizen than I did. Explain that to me. I think it's rather inexplicable. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I can't, I won't even try to explain that, but there are, well, no, I, I won't, because there's, there really isn't a good explanation. No, there's not, and it's unacceptable to me as a U.S. citizen who has paid her taxes since she was 15 years old and worked the workforce, but yet I'm not obligated to receive the exact same thing, or even more, because I'm a white Caucasian girl. To me, that's racism. To me, that's setting me aside. To me, that is cutting me short as a U.S. citizen. Well, I'll try to and take a stab being, at it. And I'm just being real. I'm sure okay. I'm, I'm nowhere near right, but those people whom you just mentioned are a special group with special needs, and there are people who line up with the other side that go out of their way to try to provide services for those people because they're special. They don't care about you because you're not special in their eyes because you're more of a majority than a minority. Right. But I mean, there are, I mean, they're immigration lawyers. That's all those people do. And we have had everything given to us. 
Okay, so we can establish a business in the United States of America. We can double and quadruple that business, but yet we pay for our green card, and that's fine. And we can make $1.2 million a year, and that's okay, not for one business, two businesses, or three, but but you are a Spanish-Mexican gentleman who crossed the border legally, illegally, obtained your green card, and yet you still are offered more privilege as a non-U.S. citizen, as me, as a white Caucasian girl who is a U.S. citizen. Tell me, Jay. Run, run for Congress and change it. Well, I, 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 I think you, I, I think I, you I, said I, the magic word, though. <laughs> Easier said than done. Wait, hold on a minute. Earlier, you Come said on. the magic word. The magic word is you vote. If we talked earlier about. Less than half of the American people who are supposed to be able to vote, vote in any election. That's what's inexcusable. Because those really? things... So well, we're, able, we're able to vote for dead people that's been in the grave for four years, five years, and their vote counts? Come on now. Let me give you something else. If it doesn't scare you, it, it should. The population growth in the United States is at negative numbers. What that means, if there's five that are born, there's eight or nine that have died. Now, if we're supplanting that negative population growth with illegal aliens, they're going to vote us out of our country. Except for one thing to think about, Howard. (laughs) Hey, good to hear from you, Danielle. We're going to let you go and let anyone else call in, so thanks. Thank you. And I'll take a stab at this when y'all are done. So, Oh, I can't even I don't have near the degrees y'all have. But. <laughs> well, mine this morning was 98.6. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure mine's but, but quite But negative population growth. <clears throat> well, let me, let me just go ahead and jump in. As much as I hate to tell you, Danielle, uh, you live in the reddest state, probably in the reddest part of the Union. Your vote... Although it counts, it don't really count. The only place it would really count, and I've said this before, and I mean, people can argue me, but you know, you've got to be in one of those swing states where it's really, really close and a couple of extra Republican votes wouldn't matter. I mean, you can, you know, vote Republican here, and you probably will, because 98% of the people in this county are going to vote Republican. But, you know, it's already an accepted thing. But any vote over 50% plus one is unneeded. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, you know, even so, I, I really think nationwide we we need to encourage people to vote. And it's not just, you know, people who have an axe to grind about this or that or the other. Everybody should vote. Yeah, and, and backing up your statement, this is a red estate. I mean, the other party barely has anybody on the ballot. Yeah. There are parts of the state that are definitely more blue than red, and you know what? They're the more populated areas, yeah. except well, except and, for maybe the black belt. But and one of my dear friends in this county is running <laughs> as a Democrat. Yeah, you know who it is. I do, and he's a good friend of mine <laughs> too. Yeah, I, I thought so, but it's, it's as they told me when I was growing up: boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now. Let's, uh, control. let's see if we can get back to let's, where we Let's were. control the narrative. Decide how you want to vote. 
And there's some amendments that need to be voted on. Decide why you want to vote. And once you decide what you want to vote for, figure out why. Now that's asking a lot, Howard. It really is. And as I told you at lunch, I have this dear friend. Love her to death. She seldom ever likes anything on Facebook. (laughs) And she hardly ever comments on anything on Facebook. But I can assure you, if she does like or or comment on it, she has checked it, and she knows it to be true because she's checked it, not because somebody said, hey, you ought to like this. And that's right. what I'm asking you to do. You know, figure out what you want to vote for. Now figure out how does it affect me and why do I need it. Well, I'll give you an example of how these amendments are worded and how they, they say one thing, and they mean that, but I'm not... In one case, I would vote for it. In another case, I wouldn't. Yeah, attorneys will do that. <clears throat> okay. Well, here's the thing. It's called a Nia's Law. You know, it has to do with uh, letting people out on bail mm-hmm. before their, you know, uh, hearings or, or be- you know, before the, um, yeah, before the hearing. Right. And if it had strictly been limited to those who were, you know, the first three or four um people that are, are categories that are listed in right. the amendment, I would probably be for it, but it comes down to everything. I mean, down to um, uh, arson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can't bond out. And and that's different. I, d- I don't see, and I'm not in favor of arson. Please don't, <laughs> please don't misunderstand me. But I don't think that that's, those are the kinds of things that make it too restrictive to be a, to me, something that I would vote for. Right. But everybody needs to, to decide for themselves because my votes are not your votes. Hmm. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we didn't want to talk a whole lot about the election today because how you vote is your business. Right. And we have no business telling you how to vote. And I don't intend to. Well, I hope we haven't. But I don't think we have. I hope we get everybody thinking. I, I taught, taught a class at Wallace, and in, in that class we had to do papers on occasion. One was an argumentative paper. And I would tell my students, now if you're trying to figure out where I stand and write the paper from that slant, you may be totally wrong. Because I'm probably quite a bit more liberal than some of you, and probably quite a bit more conservative than the rest of you. Right. So you know, it, it's hard, and, and and I hate I hate voting a straight ticket. But well, but see, it's become, and we've talked about this yeah. uh, two weeks ago. It's hard to vote when everybody is saying the same thing. It is. The election was stolen. You're voting to protect democracy. You know, those. if you're talking about those things, you're not talking about issues that affect no. the city or county. Mm-hmm. And how maybe not the you? state. Right. So how, how can you really make an informed choice when they're just talking about stuff? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. So get out your paper, get the amendments, figure out how you want to vote, figure out how you think that's going to affect you, then decide who you want to vote for, 
course, like I said, there's not many people running on the one ticket. The other ticket uh, is pretty well decided. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you know, Coleman County. If I mean, uh, sheriff's already elected. Right. One of the judges is already elected. Whatever office is in the courthouse in Coleman County, they've already been elected. It's just a matter of counting the votes. And, you know, that's that's the way it is. And it's always been that way. Now, now these days, it's the Republicans that are in, you know, control. 25 years ago? Or more, it was the Democrats. Only we called them Dixiecrats. Yeah. And and most of you probably don't remember those days because it Yellow was back... Yellow dog Democrats. It was years before... The turn of the century. And Roland Johnson was driving up and down the road singing Y'all Come and Jim Fulton was following him. Well, and he was a populist governor. Mm-hmm. And he really was not as right-wing as a lot of people would think. True. But True. he did a lot of good things. The farm-to-market roads were his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've, I don't remember a lot of the other stuff, but... I, I don't either. Uh, talking about you being old, if I told them how old I was, they'd probably <laughs> fall over. Older than dirt. Well, I've heard that statement. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I represent that statement. Yeah. I, so. I, I, I told my grandchild one day when he said, how old are you? I said, you remember where the Bible says, and let there be light? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, well, I flipped the switch. <laughs> So what do you want to talk about next week? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think we should talk about something, though. Well, yeah, if we're going to have a, <laughs> we're gonna have a program, we should. Hey, here's a quick one for you. Call us and tell us what you want us to talk about. You have a subject. First one in. We might not talk about it, but we'll thank you for calling. Right, and if not, give us suggestions on Facebook. And please try to keep them clean. Well, you're you're not out of time yet. You've got about eight minutes left. And uh, the Peanut Gallery on Facebook says it's our responsibility as citizens to vote and understand who and what we are voting for. Wow. Amen to that. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think I heard some patriotic music in the background when when, well, he, when he wrote that, yeah, somebody see, that play is, Lee, Lee Greenwood. I don't like it. We go ahead and play him anyway. And that is, <laughs> but that is patriotism. Yeah, because it's it's not about who you vote for or what your political beliefs are, yeah. so much as that you take part in the democratic process. If you want it to be an actual democracy, yeah. as I've said before, used to that poll tax where you had to pay to vote. I think they ought to have a reverse poll tax where you have to pay if you don't vote. <laughs> well, now that that would that would make a difference, wouldn't it? I think it would. I mean, everybody's crying democracy, 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 republic, 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 but you're not voting. Well, let me continue to add insult to injury. Uh, as a taxpaying citizen, I would like to submit a uh, law to repeal a half cent sales tax. Well, they can't raise they can't raise additional funds. I, I think we should don't. just do that. They don't need additional funds, Richard. We have a call coming in. Hang on. Wow. Well, looks like we might have another caller. <laughs> we have a Don on the line. 
Don or Don? Don. Don. Okay. We'll play. Hey, Don. Hey, guys. How you doing? Long time listener. First time caller. Glad to be talking to you. Good. Thank you. Yeah, Yay. we'd like yeah. to hear from you. Spread the word, Don. I will. I will. I really enjoy your show. Uh, you know, you talked about uh, what y'all should talk about next week. Well, with the elections coming up, uh, I'm pretty sure there will be plenty to talk about uh, right after it. that. Yeah. Well, we'll have the results by then, won't we? The elections <laughs> Not if the Democrats have their way. Will we, though? Okay, okay. I, I may have spoken out of turn there. <laughs> That's a good idea. No, though. seriously, though. Uh, I mean, I think it's great, um, you know, what y'all are talking about. But, yeah, I mean, if if everybody gets on and talks about, um, you know, the elections coming up um, and, and how the elections are affecting us in Coleman, I think that would be a great, um, a great way to talk uh, about, you know, the election and, and uh, things about Coleman. You're right. Hey, You're Don, right. i got to ask you, man. Should we repeal sure. that half-cent sales tax? Well, <laughs> I mean, we should, but... Well, but now, if you were a good Democrat, you'd say, well, why not make it a whole cent? <laughs> well, see, there you go. And that's the thing. I'm not a Democrat. So <laughs> I don't make those plays. <laughs> well, and I, was, I said the first show we had that I tend to vote Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say that, and I appreciate y'all what y'all are doing, and keep it up. Thanks, Don. Thank you, sir. Have a good afternoon. And good afternoon, y'all. And and I have a pet peeve when it comes to taxes too. I pay taxes because I have a business in Coleman County, but I can't vote for anybody that's running for any office in Coleman County. That's taxation without representation. Well, yeah, you going to? Are we having a tea party? We don't have a harbor. <laughs> sure, we do. There's a fountain in the middle of the depot park. We can start there. Oh, is that still oh there? does anybody have some tea bags we can put in there? Just, just make sure before you go there, you notify the city so they can put up their blackened fence around it, so no one sees what's happening inside. Well, that that's, that would be a, a good thing to happen. Because who knows what kind of lascivious behavior would happen behind that. Y'all know, last time we had a show like this, word got out and the city council contacted us. Really? Yeah, they didn't like everything we had to say. Oh, well, tell surprise, them to come down. We'll be happy to debate them. We'd love to have them come in. Yeah, Absolutely. please, or Bring just call, on. or just call. That's fine. We just would like to know more about what's going on in this community. Did y'all notice one of the recent, uh, I don't know if it's a law, I think it's more just a, a procedure, um, they now require your ID before you are allowed to speak at a council meeting. That doesn't surprise me too much. Any Well, and there's, uh, what is that, the um, zoning board. If it's not on the agenda, you're not going to talk about it. Now this have, I think that's the one. Let's have your ID. Didn't we do a show on that right up front there, you know? Yeah, the first show we did, if I remember did right. Really, did we really stir them up? If they paid any attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to give you credit for that, Howard, but I don't know. You well, know, we're just going to unilaterally take it, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, somebody's got to. <laughs> yeah, but we see, we have no shame, and it isn't. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys, 
We think that the the city and county government officials should also hear from you. Oh, absolutely. So please, you know, just like if you have some <laughs> other programs that you would like for us to talk about, we'll be glad to consider them. Yeah. There are limits on what we we'll, <laughs> what we will talk about. Now, let me give you a suggestion. If you're going to go speak to the city or anywhere else where they require an ID, go get you a non-driver's license identification card so they won't have your weight and your height and your Social Security number and all that Ooh, stuff. That's and when they ask you for an ID, give them your non-driver's license identification card. Would it have your address on it? It may. <laughs> but... Uh, but it costs you, I think, 25 bucks. But uh, there's other ways of doing it. I won't tell you how I do it because... Uh, well, just remember, they can follow you around town on those on their cameras. Yep. yep. They'll know yep. where you're going, when you're going, and, 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 and by what route. And if you get famous enough, they may follow you around town in a police car. And if they pull you over, you have no choice but to show them your driver's license. Well, Unless you're to, not driving, right? Unless you're not driving. And then there's some catchy things there. Look at 30-15-5, I think, is on when they can make you get out your car. Mm. Coming soon, self-driving yeah, if cars. You're not, if you're not <laughs> driving, I think there are very limited circumstances that yeah, they require have to, you to get out of the vehicle. They have to suspect that you did commit a crime, are going to commit a crime, or thinking about committing a crime well that's all of us Howard you know and it's their word against ours so I all right guys it's been fun yes we'll do it again next week well we will won't we absolutely fun show it's more fun when other people participate I mean you guys are great but you know when you get those other people coming in and chiming in and well, it's Dan- Danielle, she definitely uh, had a little emotion in, in that it conversation. Is. It's so. good to get feedback from people to know Absolutely. that they're listening and, you know, their own views because yep. they're not just ours. Yeah, have a good evening. And my friend Sandy is standing by. Yep, she'll be All up right. next with Path Changers, Habits of Health. Stay tuned. You're listening to Coleman's Live 95.5. Mood disorders, depression, and anxiety can disrupt your life. At Sound Mind TMS, we understand that mood disorders can rob you of the joy of life. Stay too sad for too long, and one can become depressed. Depression can be hard to shake and is often recurrent. Anxiety is distracting and uncomfortable. Generalized anxiety, along with PTSD, OCD, bipolar disorder,